0: Listening to the good old boys fantasy football podcast. Now here's your hosts, Kevin, Derek, and Alex. righty, welcome in ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the good old boys fantasy football podcast. I am Derek and I am joined as always by your co-host Kevin and Alex. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm doing dandy. Oh, we got some teams to break down. Let's get to it.
0: We got some teams. We're going to break them down. Um, before we get there, make sure that you're following us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at good old boys, FF, uh, make sure that you are subscribed and following us across those. we got some great content coming out there. And of course, make sure you head over to the YouTube channel, the good old boys, fantasy football podcast, YouTube channel, click the subscribe button. We do the show live for you every Tuesday night during the off season. Once we get in season, we're going to pick that up and, uh, get some more get some more um content offerings up there for you but one of the biggest things that you don't want to miss on on is the player profiles uh very short bite-sized type of clips that you can watch you can get our thoughts on a player which really will come in handy when you're sitting there and you're on the clock and you've got uh, you know you're you're debating between guys you can watch a couple of minute video there between us kind of going through those guys and seeing what our thoughts on there and help you win draft day and uh, get the ball rolling on that one like we always say you can't win the uh your fantasy football league in your draft but you can certainly lose it and so those videos will help you not lose your fantasy football league on draft day all right Let's go ahead and head on over into the Baltimore Ravens, who finished 8-9 and nine last year, 54% pass, 46% run. They ranked 17th in points for six in total yards. Head coach John Harbaugh with the offensive coordinator being Greg Roman. Let's go ahead and head straight to the running back room. J.K. Dobbins, who did not play in 2021, was on the IR with an injured knee all season. Thoughts on J.K. Dobbins?
2: Uh, he's a guy I'm picking up a decent amount of like, there was a ton of hype around JK Dobbins um, before the injury last year. And then him and Gus Edwards went down in back to back practices. Or was it the same practice? Like it was, it was crazy how they just kind of fell off the face of the earth. And then they were, they being the Ravens were, ch- were made to just throw everybody out. Right. Um, I like Dobbins. I think he has the potential to finish inside the top 10. Um, again, as I said earlier, like I, I'd have a real kind of him and hawing between him and, and him and Gibson. So um, it, it, he's a guy that I will be keeping a very close eye on the injury report, right? Keeping a very close eye on what it is as they get into training camp, excuse me, training camp and uh, towards the beginning of the season through the preseason. So I will definitely be Monitoring that closely, but I like J.K. Dobbins. I like the fact that he's in a run-first offense. Um, he seems seemed two years ago to really grasp that zone run scheme and help provide some support for Lamar Jackson. So, um, a, a guy who will be my second, possibly third running back, depending on the format of league that I'm playing in. I have no problem. Grabbing him and saying, "Hey, let's let's give this guy a ride."
1: Yeah, I think that's that's where we're at with J.K. Dobbins. Is uh, gotta pay attention to what the the latest news is when it comes to you know his rehab. And it's so funny because every you know every single one of these running backs I go and click on and look at like uh, you know the latest news articles on them or whatever. All of them is all, every single one of them is. Rehab is quote going well, like that's just the standard term for all of these running backs coming back off an injury. Rehab is quote going well, Um, so if his rehab is quote going well, he's worth he's worth taking. Um, It's going to be tough with Gus Edwards back there, and you know, obviously Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson. But I think that they're going to try and have more of a focus on Lamar throwing the football. So the running backs will do a lot of the running uh, in those games. Guys, the Ravens last year were such a weird team. Like, I don't know of a team that played more to the level of the competition than Baltimore did. And maybe it was because of the fact that they didn't have, you know, their two running backs that they wanted to have when they started the season. Maybe it was just because. Lamar Jackson just found a different gear when it came to playing, you know, big opponents and then just wouldn't get up for games that, you know, against, against lesser teams, teams that they should have handled easily. Um, So they were kind of a weird, weird team last year and and obviously losing their two, their two backs was a big deal. But um, to get back on, on task here with JK Dobbins, I'm also looking at him, looking for him um, in the right spot where he's going probably in that, you know, Third or fourth round area is where that he's going, which I feel like is a little too low uh, at this at this point. And I think that's because a lot of people are scared about the injury and how he's coming back from it. But if the news reports keep coming back with his rehab is, quote, going well, then I'm, I'm in.
0: Right. Like it was a, it was an ACL that he did and he did it in like the third preseason game last year. um, And, and at this point, right, when the regular season kicks in and goes like, that'll be a full year removed on that. We've seen running backs bounce back and play exceptionally well after about nine months removed from that injury there. So yeah, there, there's a very real possibility that he comes out the gate swings and has a very, very good season. I'm thinking that he is a, very high end RB2. When it's all said and done, I probably see him somewhere in, in and around that RB, kind of 13, 14, 15 when it's all said and done here for this season and where you can get him at RB 20 off the board is some value there and really kind of coming off the board in about the 47th pick. So very tail end of the fourth round there. I am all in on JK Dobbins with that kind of draft capital and, you know, smash the draft button, move on. This is a guy that should easily see probably 250 plus touches, 250 plus opportunities when it's all said and done on this thing, the Ravens tend to run the ball more than anybody else last year we saw them throw the ball more than they had the previous couple of seasons. And I think that had a lot to do with the the fact that they were down both of their running backs. They tended to be trailing in games a little bit. You also had Lamar Jackson miss a ton of time uh, through the back half of the year as well. uh, What I think he missed the total of five games uh, last year, um, five and a half games last year. So he missed almost a third of the season going down the stretch there. So, you're going to see Baltimore run the ball a lot more and with Lamar back there, it makes defenses stay honest with the run and should open up uh, JK Dobbins a little bit more. So there, so I think he'll finish higher than what you see his ADP going and return value for you. Gus Edwards. He didn't play either in uh, 2021, hit the injured reserve, had an injured knee last year. Thoughts on Gus Edwards.
2: Uh, Gus is, I think I like Gus Edwards. I like drafting him, um, kind of in those middle, in those middle to later rounds. I think he serves value both stand as a standalone back, um, in deep leagues, as well as a, a good handcuff if JK Dobbins is unable to go. So, um, he's the guy that I have a lot of attention around specifically, if I'm going to take the chance on JK Dobbins early, um, because I, I like what he's been able to do. Harbaugh obviously likes him. That's why they gave him the kind of the contract extension. They do give him some goal line work. They're not afraid to uh, spell him or spell Dobbins or whoever's there intermittently with Edwards. They trust him um, and being able to get some some high end value off of a middle to late round pick. In a running back position is like gold in fantasy leagues, so I really like Gus Edwards. I
1: I think I view him more of, and I maybe I, I misunderstood you here, Kevin, but I view him more of a handcuff than I do a standalone value. Um, so, so you'll see ten touches a game, right? I I guess that's fair, yeah. And if and in a deep league, ten touches a game that 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 could help, um, but I see him more as. So, if you do end up taking J.K. Dobbins, you do need to pay attention to, to where Gus Edwards is going. Otherwise, you will you will have to pivot and look somewhere else um, to keep a part of that Ravens running game going. Because if Dobbins can't go, then Gus Edwards is a very capable fill in for that. So, um, but that's that's where I view him. It's more of a handcuff than than as standalone.
0: I I think that he will have standalone right like he has a he's a very very efficient back tends to get over five yards of carry there so even if he only gets you know 100 150 touches on that you'll still see him put up probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 to 600 yards when it's all said and done you'll see him get some goal line work he can move a pile get in there but absolutely I see he's gotten some standalone value with a ton of handcuff value. On top of that one as well, and where you can take him, love the value that you can get on that one. On top of it as well. All righty, let's go ahead and head over to the wide receiver room. Wide receiver uh, Rashad Bateman was wide receiver seventy-two last year, forty-six receptions, sixty-seven targets, five hundred fifteen yards, one touchdowns, one eleven point four nine percent target share. Thoughts on Rashad Bateman?
2: This is probably the biggest unknown right now. Is is now that Hollywood Brown is gone? does Rashad Bateman kind of – I'm not going to say cement himself, but step up and ascend into that true number one position. Um, I I think that we're looking at a guy who – I think we're looking at a guy who probably finishes borderline wide receiver two is kind of what my expectation for him is. I think that there's going to be some some definite value there, but I – I think that there's a lot of guys who are really high on Bateman, like really high on Bateman. So I am careful about where and when I will draft him, but the, the opportunity will be there. He is clearly the, probably the number two option, right? Mark Andrews one, Richard Bateman two. Mm-hmm. But in this offense, because of the lack of weapons outside of Andrews and Bateman, I
1: think there's room to feed both of these mouths. I agree with that. Like we, some Hollywood Brown's targets have to go somewhere, right? So why not Rashad Bateman? Like why? That's kind of the mindset that I'm taking. Like those targets, they're going to go somewhere. So why not Bateman? Um, Whether or not he makes the most of those targets is is up to him. But um, with where he's going, you pay attention to it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of, of Baltimore receivers, uh, really any of their receivers. Even when they still had Hollywood Brown, I wasn't uh, real high on him either just because of how this offense operates. It is a run first through, and then if they're going to pass, you're going to find Mark Andrews. Um, so I, I guess, you know, I, I don't know that Rashad Bateman is the guy – Uh, that I'm specifically targeting. Um, But if I'm there in the, where's he going? 99th overall. 99th.
0: 42nd wide receiver.
1: So, I mean, at that point, you're pretty well filled out. You're talking about, you know, 10-team league or 12-team league. He's your third wide receiver. Not a bad option because he's probably going to be the number one receiver, wide receiver option, you know, from that receiving room uh, on that team.
0: Right. I think he'll definitely return some value on that one, right? If he's the 42nd wide receiver coming off the board, I can easily see him getting up into uh wide receiver three territory, even, uh, even fr- you know, getting close to fringe wide receiver two type of deal there. Uh, but keep, uh, keep trade qu- cut question for you. Bateman, Claypool, Allen Robinson, you got to keep trade cut one of them.
2: I'm keeping Robinson, I'm trading Bateman, and I'm cutting Claypool.
0: Alex, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I think so. I uh, whenever we do these keep trade cuts, I always think about what can I get in return. Like that's the first thing that I go to. Not, you know, who's the best fit for all right? Let me let me me rephrase that
0: then for you. You gotta start one, you gotta bench one, you gotta cut one.
1: OK, uh, I would I would have I guess I would still echo the same the same as Kevin start a Rob th- bench Bateman and cut Claypool.
0: I think I'm kind of right there as well. Right. I think that I think that Allen Robinson probably sees more volume in a more higher powered offense that's going to be throwing the ball more, which I kind of like that that spot a little bit better, but Rashad Bateman definitely does have some intrigue to him uh, when it's all said and done from the simple fact that he should be the wide receiver one on this team, even though I think that he'll come in second in total target share on this deal because I don't think that he's going to out target uh, the next guy we're going to talk to. And that is Mark Andrews who finished tight end number one, 107 receptions, 154 targets, 1,061 yards, nine touchdowns, 25.84% target share thoughts on Mark Andrews.
2: I like Mark Andrews. I think uh, he's, I think that there's a very real and a very likely case that he is the number one tight end this year. Like I know people are gravitating towards Kelsey with the lack of options in Kansas city, but Mark Andrews, he just seems much like Kelsey. He seems to find a way to get open and get his, no matter what um, the perk is Baltimore has a better running game to help balance it out. So teams can't just key in on stopping uh, Mark Andrews. So I, have no issue if someone were to take him uh, as the first tight end overall, but realistically you'll get him as the second or third tight end because everyone's in love with Kyle Pitts. And I think that's just kind of built in value to help you along the way.
1: I would agree. I mean, obviously he's going to be in the first run of tight ends. He's that top tier tight end. If you are going tight end early, he's one of the ones you have to take. Um, so yeah i know i know kevin kevin loves mark andrews like i love watching uh darren waller go off whenever he's playing against kevin in the home league that that's <laughs> that's a roundabout inside joke for our our, our league mates but but uh yeah i think i think um obviously you know, this is the guy that he's, he's the guy, he's the option in, in Baltimore, especially now that they've, uh, you know, gotten rid of Hollywood. So I I think it, you know, it's hard to to see him having a regression. Does he, does, does he reach the same numbers that he had last year? Eh, Maybe, maybe not. I mean, those are pretty stellar numbers that he put up last year. Um, So so I think there's the natural regression just back to you know being a human, um, which we saw with Kelsey, right? Like we saw him have a monster year, and then he regressed because it's hard to to duplicate that. Um, I think it helps if out. Lamar can stay healthy, though, right? Because he's missing a third
2: of the season. If Lamar's able to stay healthy, I, I think that you may not see any regression. You might see you might see that improvement of that
1: next step to become the clear number one tight end in football. That's a good point. That's a great point. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously he's, he's in that top tier of tight ends. So if that's what you're, if you're going to go tight end early, he's obviously, you know, one of the ones you need to consider.
0: All right. uh, and you said earlier that with Hollywood no longer being there, the targets have to go somewhere. Typically when you see uh, vacated targets, more often than not, you see them go towards, running backs and tight ends consuming a large chunk of that one. Um, So I don't know that you'll necessarily see that much of a regression in target share here, total number of targets, receptions, things like that. Um, You know, the touchdowns, I, I think you'll see a very similar touchdown rate on this one. So I am pretty confident on drafting Mark Andrews as, you know, A you know tight end one two three off the off the board because he'll be one of those three there Uh, The way I tend to draft I probably wouldn't take him in a standard redraft uh, Because you're talking about a second round pick there and I usually like spending that one on a on another running back um, Type of deal there. I'm just really happy that in the home league. I get to keep him with a six round pick and uh, we'll take that one all the all day to the bank and we'll absolutely love that one. So I'm in on Mark Andrews, a um, little bit leery of that overall ADP. But uh, again, if you want to go for a positional difference maker, he's a guy that can do it even with that ADP there. So I like it. Let's go ahead and head into the quarterback room. Lamar Jackson, quarterback 15, 246 completions, 382 attempts, 64.4% completion percentage, 2,882 yards, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions 134 rushes for 767 yards and two touchdowns thoughts on lamar jackson
2: Uh, missing five games and finishing just outside of qb1 territory um you know it's not as flashy as it was a couple years ago right where lamar jackson took the league by storm but it still works like he is still a top 10 quarterback um throughout the course of a season um And I have no, I have no issues with anybody taking him as high as fifth overall. Like if that's, if he's your guy and if he, if that's the guy you want to be the quarterback of your fantasy team, I I don't see a huge problem with that. Right. The floor, the floor barring injury is probably nine or 10. The ceiling is probably two or three. Like I don't see, I don't think we see him finish as QB one anymore, but i do think that that's probably the range that you can expect given a full complement of 17 games for lamar jackson
1: yeah i mean he's obviously you know that that's i just take take lamar jackson like <laughs> look what it's going to go if you're if you're not able to grab josh allen or pat mahomes sorry patrick mahomes or you know, and some of these, I'm seeing, you know, Herbert's going three. And then it's Lamar four, Kyler five. Like, he's in that discussion of Herbert, Kyler, Lamar. And at that point, I think it's obviously just personal preference. Like, that's where I think it, it boils down to. So, um, just whoever you you like more, it, personal preference. Um, and so, like, look, look, he's, he's a solid quarterback. And he's going to put up his numbers. And he's going to get you bonus rushing points. Uh, and perhaps he'll might even throw in a few bonus rushing touchdowns, but, um, it that's, that's look, we've seen Lamar Jackson now for what is this four or five years? We know who he is. And even though he's trying to evolve his game and to be more of a passer, we still know that he's really dynamic with his legs and can, can make people miss and still make, you know, defenders look silly. Um, and when the play breaks down, that's when he's at his best. So, uh, take him if he's your guy, take him, take him wherever you need to take him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's coming off the board as the fourth quarterback in most leagues, kind of an overall 51st pick. Absolutely love that kind of position there for him. And you know, through the first half of the season, he was quarter or he was quarterback number two overall for fantasy and half point PPR scoring uh, in the second half of the season where he missed, uh, you know, realistically call it six games. So he missed six of nine games there and still came out finishing, you know, ranked 15 there. Um, so he's a guy that, that is an absolute difference maker and can be a positional uh, advantage for you there as well, and one of those that I think realistically can return value on the, on that one there. Any other thoughts on Lamar Jackson? All righty. Well, that's going to take us down to the end of it. Any final thoughts out there for the viewers and listeners?
2: Uh, enjoy your playoff hockey. Um, have fun with these rookie drafts. If you're doing startups, have fun with some of the startups, do your homework, right? Don't reach. You'll hear this a lot from us as we get in towards redraft season and, and through this offseason. Don't reach, right? Be be smart. Don't get caught up with, with all the noise on the draft board. Stick to your game and you'll be better off for it because there is value in every single one of these rounds if you're patient enough to find it.
1: Yeah, agree. Pay attention.'t don't, don't get suckered into, you know, I know we talk about my guy syndrome. Try, try to be go in with a clear mind and try not to get to too my guy um, if it's not in the right spot because uh, oftentimes that, that's going to steer you in the wrong direction
0: absolutely well guys that's gonna that's gonna do it for us uh make sure that you head over to the socials twitter instagram facebook tiktok at good old boys ff give us the follow there lots of great content as well as the fact get over to the youtube channel good old boys fantasy football podcast youtube channel click the subscribe button and make sure you're catching all the great content that we've got planned coming out for you for kevin and alex i'm Derek. have a good one be safe